0: What's up, you guys, and welcome to the first official episode of the Down in the Dirt podcast where we are going to get dirty talking baseball. I am your host, Carson Lee, and I thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys for listening. I thank you for watching if you're watching the video here on YouTube. <laughs> and I'm just excited to finally get going. This is something I've talked about for a long time, something I've wanted to do for a while to start a podcast, and now I'm finally doing it. Um, and saying that though, I ask that you stick with me and grind it out with me because there's going to be some growing pains. I'm new to this. I've never done this before, and so you know there's going to be a learning curve uh, throughout this process. So I just ask that you grind it out with me and uh, have some patience. But it's going to be a lot of fun, and I'm looking forward to it. This is going to give me an outlet to talk. Um, uh, I'm going to talk some baseball, but also my main goal in doing this podcast is I want to give some information, give some direction, and allow people that are listening to have a clear path um, to their career and where they want it to go. I, I want to share my own stories, my own opinions, but I also want to bring guys on this podcast and allow them to share their stories and just show that it's not as glorious as it may seem and there is adversity and failure that you have to go through in this game to allow you to have the success that you ultimately want to have. Um, you know, And so that's, that's the goal out of this pos- podcast is, is to really – give you some motivation and inspiration to see that you know no matter where you're at in your career, you can get to where you want to go as long as you put in the work. Um, and so yeah, you know, I just want people, as many people as possible to have the same opportunities that I've had in this game and be able to do some of the things I've been able to do. So that's kind of my goal behind this podcast. Like I said, there's gonna be some growing pains because obviously I'm new to this. I haven't done this before um, I'm essentially talking to myself and then putting it out there for you to listen to, and that's it's kind of weird, just like vlogging. You know, when I started doing that, I'm talking to a camera. Um, but I thank you guys for tuning in. Um, all I ask is that when you're listening to the show, if you don't mind, if you could rate the show and review it down below. Let me know how I'm doing. Um, if there's anything specific you want me to talk about, uh, drop that in the comments below. Also. Um, when you rate and review it, either on iTunes, SoundCloud, iTunes, whatever, um, not only do you give me feedback, but you help the show grow. Uh, when people see you know, the good ratings, the good reviews, they'll tune in and listen. And then the, the last thing I can ask for you to do is just to share the show with your friends, pass along the message, um, share it on social media, through text, whatever, and, and pass the link along to other people so they can also tune in and listen. But... Let's get started. I want to do this podcast, this first one, a little introduction about myself, who I am as your host, who you're listening to. As you can see right now, if you're watching the live video, I have a pool behind me. I'm, I'm in West Palm Beach, Florida. Uh, I've been here for the past three weeks getting ready for baseball, uh, just, just really getting in shape, getting ready for the season, and uh, you know, spring training starts here in the next few weeks. Uh, So we're starting to wind down here in Florida, but you know just been practicing playing some games getting in front of the right people uh, scouts and coaches and Being ready for the season once it gets here come April come May Uh, This is going to be my third professional season that I'm going into I spent the last two years um, Out in California my first year. I was playing for the Monterey Amberjacks And then my second year played for the California City Whiptails and I also went up to Canada and I played for the Selena Stock A. Um, so I've had a great first two years, had a lot of experiences, um, I've learned a lot about the game in a short amount of time, and I've really just had a lot of fun. Uh, met a lot of, a lot of new people, had some great teammates along the way, and so I'm just excited to get this third year going. Um, I'm an infielder, I've mainly played second and third now in my professional career, but as you'll see as, as I tell my story, I've really done it all in the last eight years, ever since I was a freshman in college, senior in high school. I've played everywhere on the field and, and that's helped me get to where I am. Um, so how I got started though, playing baseball, uh, I, I really come from a baseball family. My dad and my uncle played baseball and my grandparents you know, supported them playing and they were all in of of baseball. So baseball's kind of been in my blood since I was little my dad played when he was younger. And once his playing days were over, um, you know, after he got older, got into college, whatever, he opened up his own baseball facility and he started coaching. And he had a brother, my uncle, like I said, who played at the University of Houston and they were five years apart. Uh, so whenever my uncle was in high school, my dad started coaching him. Like I said, my dad opened up his own baseball facility and uh, he, he was actually called the HBA Jays in Houston. And during that time, my uncle played for him, played all throughout high school, played all throughout college. And uh, so, you know, my dad coached a lot of guys during my uncle's time of him playing, and he ended up producing multiple major leaguers. And two of them, uh, the two of the most notable ones that you would, you would know are Woody Williams, who pitched 19 years in the big leagues with the St. Louis Cardinals, he won a World Series with the Blue Jays in 1993, and he finished his career with the Astros. And then he also coached Ben Weber, who was a relief pitcher for the Los Angeles Angels. I guess Los Angeles Angels, Anaheim Angels. I don't even know what they're called anymore because they're not even in LA. But uh, he, he pitched for the for the Angels. He was actually a part of the 2002 World Series team that played against the Giants. Uh, So those would be the two most notable guys that that you would know that my dad coached But you know, I was born and I did the whole little league t-ball thing Machine pitch and then when I was about seven Whenever I started coach pitch my dad got the HBA Jays running again restarted the organization started coaching again and uh, So that's that's who I played for growing up and over the years he grew that organization to get to about eight to ten teams, even to a point to where he had his own facility. Uh, you know, so he got it pretty big. And, you know, I know listening to this you'll probably think, well, oh, you were daddy balled, whatever. No, man. You know, playing for my dad, I was it was never daddy ball with him. Um, he was actually harder on me than he was on everybody else, and I had to earn my spot more than, than anyone else. You know, I wasn't I wasn't hitting in the three hole acting as if I was the best hitter on the team I wasn't playing shortstop cuz you know I was the best player or whatever like most guys Um, I had to earn my spot and if I wasn't playing well I didn't play and so from a young age I was taught the value of, of work ethic, the value of determination, persistence and uh, you know not having something handed to you um, but in saying that also I was blessed because uh, I am very unbiased in saying this, but my dad's one of the most knowledgeable baseball minds there is. And I'm not just saying that cuz he's my dad, like I said this is not a biased comment, but one of the most knowledgeable baseball guys there is. So, being fortunate enough to have played from played for him and learned from him and to have him as my dad since I was, you know, a little kid and to really have all that knowledge my whole life, you know, that was that was a blessing. And then just the way that Um, you know, I was treated and having to work for for what I wanted. So that's really molded me to be able to get to where I am. And as you'll see along this journey, um, you know, I got through two instances in my career where really I had baseball taken away from me. And and because of what I learned as a young kid is what allowed me to get through those times of adversity. Uh, So like I said, though, you know, my dad had a facility. Uh, I was also never forced to play baseball. I played multiple other sports during that time. I played basketball growing up. I actually loved basketball. I still love basketball. I always say that if I was 6'6, six, 6'8, six, six, you know, I'd probably be playing basketball right now. But ultimately, I'm 5'9, five, 5'10. Five, <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'm playing baseball, which I love baseball. And uh, I wouldn't rather be doing anything else. But I played basketball growing up. And I also played football. Football wasn't really my cup of tea. I hated getting hit. It was not fun. Um, Those are pretty much the two main things I I played, you know, but I always came back around to baseball when it was all said and done. You know, when it was baseball season, I was ready to go during the fall. I'd still play play on the fall teams or find a team to be able to play on if we didn't have enough players to fill our team. Um, You know, and like I said, having the facility, I lived up there um, from – time I got off out of school when my dad would go up there to run it you know three or four o'clock I would stay there till nine ten o'clock at night when he came home and I would I would sit in the cage and just hit off the machine I would get in the instructional cages at the time when he started really growing the organization and he had multiple teams going I would hop in and practice with those guys whether they were younger or older uh, so you know I was just indulging myself in as much baseball as possible so that was kind of my childhood growing up throughout middle school and high school and uh, it was actually pretty cool because those days with the jays those were some of the best times of my life like i said so much baseball practicing and playing but also you know during the spring and summer summer season just the times we spent traveling on weekends to to go two or three hours away stay in a hotel and play in a weekend tournament all day saturday all day sunday or over the summer when we would do our big World Series and go somewhere out of state, and play in the World Series against some of the best teams in the country. Those are some of my best memories, and I met some of my, my best friends in doing that, and I played with a great group of guys. Um, majority of the guys I played with went on to play college baseball, and out of those guys, about half of us went on to play professional baseball in some sort. So I, I played with a great group of guys, a talented group of guys, and uh, you know those are some of my best memories, and I wouldn't trade them for the world because I never had a spring break, never had summer vacation for me, my spring break and my summer vacation was the baseball trips that we got to take going to Florida, going to Colorado, going to Tennessee, or even just the little cities on the weekends that those are my vacations. Um, one of the best times we had when we were twelve years old. And we went and played up in McKinney, Texas, right outside of Dallas, and we were playing at the ballpark at Craig Ranch. It was a state tournament, and we ended up winning five games on Sunday to win the state tournament and become state champions. And at that time, we were ranked number one in the country, uh, so you know we were thought very high, highly of. They did a a whole magazine on our team with interviews with all the players and just kind of um, just in-depth looked at the facility and the organization, how it was ran. And then, unfortunately, that summer we went and played in the World Series in Tennessee. And just, we absolutely sunk, man. We, we sucked. We got out there, and we played the pool play games. We went one and one And then, once the, the seeding started, the double elimination play started, we ended up losing our two games, and we went home, and that was uh, really humbling for us because we went in there thinking we were the best team, and you know we were ranked number one in the country, like I said, and we went in there and we just completely laid an egg, and we got smoked. Uh, but you know, through all that, through all those times, I wouldn't trade them for anything because those those were the best times of my life playing travel ball, and uh, you know, select ball, whatever you want, whatever you call it. And I encourage any kid to find a good organization and play for them as long as you can. Because for me, our team was pretty much together from nine till all the way through high school. So, you know, nine to 14, I guess, you know, we spent five years together. The parents got close, the kids got close. We were just essentially a family. And we're still close to this day. So. Finding something like that, man, that's, that's pretty special. If you can find an organization that's family like that um, and not being the guy that's flipping in and out of teams every year, um, the organizations like that that are established and that give you the best baseball information that you can get and allow you to develop your skills, that, that's that's the place to play for. But let's fast forward now to high school. I end up going to Cypress Ranch High School in Cypress, Texas, At the time, it was a new school, just opened. My freshman class was actually going to be the first four-year class to go through the school and graduate, and so at the time, we could only have um, freshman and junior varsity teams. We could not have a varsity team yet because our school population was not big enough. Uh, So, you know, my freshman year, I did the summer baseball thing where our high school creates a summer team that's not run by by our head coach, but he watches it. And played in that called gold glove in Houston and then once baseball season started you know we had tryouts end up making the baseball team so season starts and I'm actually I'm playing second base first day of practice our coach tells me to go to third base and I'm like man screw this you know like I'm not a third baseman come on I played second base my whole life so end up going to third base a few weeks pass and I end up getting the hang of it start becoming open to playing third base you know I also see that this is my only chance that I'm gonna play and get on the field Uh, we start our tournaments though and I start out hot man I'm hitting the crap out of the ball Uh, I think we had three two or three tournaments that we were playing in And so once district play came around for our junior varsity team which our our head coach was treating junior varsity as his varsity for that year because since we don't didn't have varsity sports he was grooming those those sophomores and the junior varsity team to be ready for varsity that next year Um, I was fortunate enough that I did so well in the tournaments that once the JV started he called me up to junior varsity and I remember it specifically because our first night at Junior Varsity, we were playing at CyFair High School. And uh my best my best friend now was pitching. Uh we weren't best friends then at the time. I might I'm going to try to get him on the podcast let him tell you guys some stories, but um he uh he was pitching and I was playing third base and he he started off the game by telling me, you know, if I made an error, he was going to kick my butt, you know, for making him, you know, struggle or whatever. And uh, first play of the game, uh was a ball hit to my left, and I dive for it, make the play, get up, throw the guy out. And ever since then, I think I gave him the confidence that I could play at that level, you know, and, and I had ability, I had talent, whatever. And, you know, ever since that day, we've been best friends, but it's something we always go and joke about because that was my first night on junior varsity. And, uh, you know, I stepped up to the challenge, and I ended up playing that, that season on junior varsity. Um, I had a good freshman year and then you know season ends and go into my sophomore year and like I said they have the the summer gold glove as it's called in Houston uh, where you play for your high school team but the high school coach doesn't coach it um, so it's just a little summer league but at the time they had a uh, it was called a tasso tournament and we're about 40 50 schools from texas were playing in this tournament the championship game was held at minute Maid park where the astros play so i had a pretty cool experience my sophomore year because we ended up winning the tasso tournament and so we played at the championship game at minute made so you know i got to play in a big league stadium at a very young age i played third base that day and uh you know it's one of the coolest experiences of my life and i think it kind of Came full circle you know a few years later when I was in junior college and I went back and bat boyed for the Astros so not only did I get to play at Minute Maid but I was also in the dugout in part essentially of a major league game um, you know just to have that experience it's, it's been a pretty p- cool ride along my baseball career but uh, I spent my sophomore season once again on junior varsity and then after my sophomore year I ended up transferring to Jersey Village High School, which was another school in the Cypress District. Um, in our district, we have 10 schools. Uh, we have a pretty big district. It's actually one of the best districts, I think, in Texas, if not the best. Um, just from my senior season alone, the guys that went on to play professional baseball, you can make an all-star team just out of that alone um, because there was that many guys. You could you could fulfill a full team, but you know every team Within our district, had four or five guys that went on to play Division One baseball, and you know, out of those those guys, you know, majority of them end up getting drafted or playing professional baseball in some way. Uh, so this was Houston 5A baseball. I don't remember what what our district number was or whatever, but it's the Cy Fair District. And um, so you know, I end up transferring to Jersey Village, and I, I played my junior and senior season there on varsity played third base and my junior season we actually were picked to be one of the playoff teams we were picked to be fourth preseason going into the season to be a playoff team and we started we started off the season slow we really didn't get get going very well and uh, we kind of struggled once district play started and then one day just kind of all started clicking we started pitching well we started hitting well and we had some momentum going and we ended up running off nine straight wins. And during those nine straight wins, not only did we have help from the other teams in the district to have you know certain teams losing and winning, and that helped propel us forward. And we ended up getting the fourth seed uh, to make the playoffs that year. Um, so it was a lot of fun just going on that hot streak and having the chemistry, um, which allowed us to get into the playoffs. And then our first round, we played Aldine ISD, which is just another... Another uh, school district in Houston. Uh, we ended up winning that series two to nothing. Uh, best game out, of, best out of three. Won two of the three, and then the second round we played Westside High School, which is once again another district inside Houston. The thing about Westside, though, I don't know if you guys are familiar with um, Major League Baseball and a lot of a lot of players, but if you know the name Daniel Mingden, he's currently a pitcher for the Oakland Athletics. Um, you might really recognize him because he's the guy with the with the mustache. He has his own uh, foundation with the stash, I'm pretty sure. But he went to Westside, and you know at the time he was going to the Texas A and M, and he was also talked about being a really high draft pick. So you know he had all the hype around him. Uh, he was a catcher and a pitcher, so we were you know we knew we were going to face him in the in game one of the series, and so like I said with all the hype. It was pretty exciting to face him because he comes out and he's stolen 95, 96, and he's stolen three pitches for a strike. His fastball, his curveball, his changeup. Um, you know, at that time, that's it's pretty unique to have a high school guy that's that developed. Um, so we we played played against West Side, and Daniel Mingdon pitched against us. And actually, in the first inning, our leadoff guy got hit. He stole second, stole third, and then he scored on a pass ball. So first inning, and we're leading by one um, already. And the guy we had on the mound, he absolutely dealt that game. He pitched so well. He pitched his butt off. And going into the seventh inning, man, and and we're leading 1-0. We have two outs. We're thinking we have this game in the bag, and the next guy hits a triple. So guy on third, and they hit a little leader up the middle, chopper, you know, that gets into center field, guy on third scores, tie ball game 1-1. Well, uh, long story short, Mingden ends up pitching nine innings, we ended up playing 13 innings this game, Mingden pitches nine innings, he comes out of the game and goes straight to catching, and he catches the final three innings. Well, they ended up walking it off, they won in the 13th inning, so they won 2-1, and uh, the next day, you know, we played them again at Jersey Village, and uh, they end up run ruling us, and so our season ended like that. So it was kind of heartbreaking because we had we had them on the ropes, we had Mingdon on the ropes. You know, their ace pitcher, and we just couldn't get the job done, and so that's that's how my junior season ended. But it was a lot of fun just to play in that atmosphere, have those many people uh, at the game. You know, the whole city of our neighborhood of Jersey village came out, supported us having all the college coaches scouts there. Um, so it was, it was a lot of fun to just to play in that atmosphere. And then my senior season, we were picked to be one of the top teams in our district. Uh, Our team was stacked. We had multiple guys that were going to big division one schools. We had university of Houston. We had Oklahoma state. We had a guy going to Harvard, um, you know, and we also had a guy that was potentially going to get drafted, and he would later on get drafted later on in his career. Um, but so our team had a lot of talent on it, and we were picked to be one of the best teams in the district, but unfortunately, we couldn't get the job done, and we ended up losing our senior season. We, we went 12-8 and in district play, and uh, actually, the final game of the season, we were playing Side Creek High School, and... The winner of that game would get in and get the fourth spot in the playoff bracket and once again it's a game that we're winning late i think in the sixth or seventh inning we're playing at jersey village it's a home game for us and uh, they score late in the game and take the lead and it was just a heartbreaking moment because we ended up choking our senior year and uh, we ended up losing side creek got in side creek ended up going i think five rounds that year um, In the playoffs, they ended up having a great, great playoff run. Um, but like I said, we ended up missing out on the playoffs my senior year. And so now I'm looking forward because for me, it was time to go to college. And at this time, I still was undecided on where I was going to go in college. Um, I think for me, I knew I wanted to go to junior college. Uh, I wanted to go somewhere where I knew I could play right away because yeah, I didn't want to go to a four year school and not play as a freshman not or barely play as a sophomore and then finally play my junior year. I wanted to go somewhere where I could play right off the bat and really develop my skills. Um, but I also didn't know what I wanted to study at the time so this kind of came in, into play. So I was wanting to do general studies. I wanted to reset my GPA and be able to transfer essentially anywhere I wanted to go. So, if we backtrack a little bit to you know my junior year, I'm I'm contacting schools, and I'm really focusing on junior colleges. And I had found a few junior colleges I I was interested in, and I think I started getting ghosted before ghosting was even a real thing. Um, you know that's really come about in our last few years uh, with the millennials or whatever people call it nowadays. But um, you know I, I was getting ghosted by these college coaches before that was really something that, that that became a trend. But you know, I'd go work out for these guys. I mean, I, w- I remember one specifically, uh, Galveston Junior College. I went and worked out for them. They said, hey, like, we really like you. Not only do we like you, but we have a need for you to play third base coming in as a freshman. And, uh, you know, so we're going to offer you a scholarship. Stay in touch with us. Um, when you get back home, you know, give us a call in the next few days. And uh, we're gonna we're going to offer you – um, scholarship, get it signed, whatever. So went home, took a few days, tried calling them again, get back in touch with them, never heard anything. Tried sending them an email, never heard anything. Um, and then still to this day, I never heard anything from any of those guys. And so that completely fell through. Um, this is kind of the process I went through a few times from you know my junior year all the way through my senior year when I was looking for a place to go. So it was pretty frustrating not having something in stone, and, and being able to say, I'm going to play college baseball, um, but ultimately, it all worked out, uh, that summer, after my senior season, towards the end of June, Tyler Junior College was holding a uh, uh, showcase at their at their facility in, in Tyler, Texas, at Mike Carter Field, one of the prettiest uh, college baseball facilities, not only in junior college, maybe in all of college sports uh maybe even in professional baseball um my carter field was an awesome baseball field it was an old double a stadium it had stands that wrapped around from left field to right field and now they even have turf um that they've renovated it you know we had a locker room that connected to the dugout it was it was just a sweet setup um so they held a, a, a showcase there at their at their school and so me and one of my buddies connor rye went up there And we worked out for them that day. And ultimately, that day, Connor ended up getting signed by Tyler Junior College. So, you know, I was happy for him. He was a catcher. Um, So he ended up signing to go to TJC. And then for me, about a week later, um, I hear from the coach, Doug Wren. And he said he was going to be down in Houston for, you know, another showcase. And he wanted me to come out there and look at me and see, um, just get his eyes on me again. So I went out, worked out for him again, and fortunately enough, after that uh, that workout, you know, he offered me my spot to go to Tyler Junior College. So I was just pretty cool because I was going to TJC with you know one of my best friends growing up, Connor Rye, and then it was also pretty cool because there was two other guys within our district that were going, um, Robbie Mickets from Cy Fair High School, he was a pitcher, and Justin Mansour from Cy Ranch High School. Actually, Justin, me and him, we had been friends since um, first grade. We were in the same first grade class together, and we kind of remained friends our whole life. And it was, it was funny because we didn't know we were going to TJC together until we got on campus and we saw each other, and it was kind of like a shock. Um, you know that wow, like our paths are intertwining again, Or now we get to go to get to go to college together. Um, so it was pretty cool just to have all four of us there. And, you know, and I'm there with two of my my best friends, and ultimately all four of us really became pretty good friends there by the end. Um, but so now, you know, let's get get into my years at TJC. Um, so I report on a campus, and I don't know if you guys know how junior college works, but unlike going to a four-year school, there's no NCAA regulations in junior college, so you can practice and play as much as you want. And so, like, you really probably hear horror stories from most guys that go to junior college about just how their coach, you know, really just works them to death. You know, they probably practice all day, they run their butts off, um, and really probably don't, don't do anything other than baseball. Well, one of the things I loved about Coach Wren is he was all about quality over quantity. He wanted to get in, get our work done, and leave. So for us, you know, Practice was 2.30 to 5.30. Um, it, was, it was really nice because you'd walk straight into the locker room and he would have a practice plan printed out up on the bulletin board. Um, what you were wearing that day, you know, pants color, T-shirt color, sock color, which hat, um, and then time stamped out, you know, from 2.30 to 3 o'clock. for doing this. Three thirty, three 3.00 o'clock to 3.30, we're doing this. You know, so forth, so on and so forth. Um, So it was pretty cool because, you know, it it was nice having that organization where you knew what you were doing at what time and it was about getting your work in and getting out. Um, But then also, you know, being in junior college, you play a full fall league schedule. Um, So I think we would play like 26, 30 games. Uh, And also being in Tyler, Texas, there's two other schools there, University of Texas at Tyler and Texas College. So having them just right in our backyard, we'd play multiple games against them just to get pick up games, and then on top of inter squads. Uh, so the fall season for us was pretty busy. You know, we'd also have Tuesday morning, Tuesday and Thursday morning weights, uh, five o'clock weights, spend 30 minutes in the weight room, and then 30 minutes doing sprints on the football field. Uh, so this would go on from the second we got on campus in August to the end of October, and one of the things that, that TJC did that I loved was they had a black and gold World Series. Black and gold were our colors. Um, we were the of Junior College Apaches. And so they'd have a black and gold World Series, and the pitchers would get together. They would split up on the two teams, and, you know, the older guys that had been there, um, they would kind of be the head, per se, of the team. And they would evaluate all of us, you know, from – Watching us play during the fall and kind of like our work ethic and whatnot. And they would hold a draft and they would draft us onto the two teams. And it was pretty much, they did it as a big, you know, made it a big deal. They did a whole presentation out of it. They got dressed really nice, um, went out to a nice dinner. The coaches showed up. Um, so they had a lot of fun with it. So we get drafted on these two teams and we'd spend the last week of October practicing solely with the team we were drafted on. And we'd build a little rivalry, you know, with the black team or the gold team, whichever team you're on. And uh, you know, we had a little bit of team chemistry too. Like I was on gold team both years, team gold over here. Uh, you know, my my freshman and sophomore year I was on gold, but for gold team we all dyed our hair blonde. Uh, um, so you know, I had blonde hair, blonde beard, and the black team would do something for their their own team chemistry. Uh, but like I said, we would practice for that whole week, and then Friday night. We would start a best out of five game series and like i said the the atmosphere at mike carter just the the history that this place had it was pretty cool because this is the first time now that we're playing under the lights at mike carter field you know during the fall we're playing during the day Um, so now friday night we're playing under the lights for the first time and it's a game that essentially has meaning behind it because you want the bragging rights of winning the black and gold world series and Uh, It was cool because the whole town would come out to watch the game. So the games would be packed. Uh, So we played the Black and Gold World Series, whatever, um, the five games. And then one of the things I really loved about TJC and the way Coach Ren runs his program is from November to when we would leave for Christmas break, man, it was essentially just all being in the weight room. Um, He would get us off the baseball field. Uh, We wouldn't touch a ball, wouldn't touch a bat, and we would just live in the weight room five days a week. Um, he would rent out the football weight room and we just work out every day as a team and, uh, you know, kind of start winding down with, so with finals coming up, he'd really have us wind down and, you know, just focus on lifting weights, getting healthy, getting ready for the season. So we go to leave for Christmas break and this is the first time I really had any adversity in my career. Um at TJC I was playing second base during the fall and this was one of the defining moments I think I had to go through um, because there were two paths I could have took during this time I could have either taken the path of self-pity whining, uh, quit depression, uh, feeling sorry for myself negativity, uh, laziness, whatever you want to call it or I could have taken the other path of having a, a, a fuel lit under my ass, a fire lit under my ass, uh, hard work, determination, um, and just a little extra push and motivation. So go in for my Christmas break meeting with Coach Wren to see you know, what he's thinking going on for the season. And So I go in for my meeting with Coach Wren, and unfortunately, you know, he tells me that what he sees happening for this year is that I'm gonna end up being redshirted and I'm not gonna be on the team and you know, for me this was really hard to hear because this is the first time that I had baseball taken away away from me and I thought very high of myself, so I didn't think that, you know, redshirting was gonna be what was in the cards for me that year. Um but, you know, I, I left the coach's office that day, and we have a we had a Little League facility or park close to campus right around the corner, and it had four cages in it, and it had about five fields uh, up there, and I always carry a bucket of baseballs with me, so I had a bucket of baseballs in my truck. Um, I immediately left coach's office, and I called my dad, drove up to this Little League complex, and I was bawling my eyes out, man, because... This was the first time I've had baseball taken away from me. Uh, I was really freaking out about this whole red shirt thing. so I talked with him you know about it for about 30 minutes, and then I got off the phone, and I kind of just sat in my truck, and this was when you know I'm talking about I could have taken those two paths, either you know self pity feeling sorry for myself, and really just giving up, or having a, having something lit under my ass and having a little bit of motivation and saying, "Hey, man, like screw that." I'm gonna have a little bit of work ethic, and I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna be better. And so, you know, during that time, I was kind of sitting there thinking, and, and I made the choice that, screw that, you know, I'm taking the the path to the right, the path that leads up. Uh, I'm not gonna give up. I'm gonna start working that much harder now. Um, you know, I I was a hard worker, but pushed me over the edge. That you know, hey, screw you. You tell me I'm not good enough. Let's go get it now. Um, so, you know, I spent the next few hours up there hitting in the cage, throwing against the fits, running sprints, um, running around the complex, just doing what, every little thing that I could. Um, and I was up there for like three or four hours and at this time, cause we had the meeting at like about five o'clock. So, you know, I'm, I'm up there through dinner and whatnot. And so at this time, you know, everyone, all the other guys went to the cafeteria to go eat dinner. And so I showed up at the dorms that we were living in, and, you know, they were they had already left, so they were gone. And, uh, you know, when they got back, they see me there. Well, because they, they didn't see me before they left, they were all freaking out because, you know, they didn't know how I was taking the news or, you know, they kind of thought that I packed my stuff up and went home. Um, so it was nice that, you know, when I was back at the dorm and they got back from eating, you know, and they really kind of comforted comforted me especially you know the guys i said that were from cypher um you know they really just kind of told me everything was going to be all right and you know they saw not only the pain i was in but the, the, the determination that i had in my eyes of of what i was going to accomplish um but let's you know fast forward now to the season starting and you know essentially there was five of us that red shirted and coach wren told the other four like hey man If you guys don't want to practice, you don't have to practice. It's not mandatory. You just get your work in whenever you want to. Um, But he told me, he said, look, essentially you're going to be the injury reserve guy. So you're going to travel with us. You're going to practice with us. You're going to inter-squad with us. And three or four guys get hurt, and I'm going to burn your red shirt. So that's what I was. So this all was a blessing in disguise because now – being told that I was allowed to practice every day, so to continue developing, developing and getting better, I was allowed to enter squads. So I was still seeing live at bats, and now I'm traveling with the team. Um, but it also took on a double workload for me because I still wanted to get work in on my own. Uh, so you know, for me, our school gym opened at five o'clock, and at this time I'm rooming with Justin and. Um, one of these days, Justin's going to be on the podcast, and I'm sure he can tell you the story. But um, you know, I would get up at five, four forty-five in the morning, so that I could get to the gym at five o'clock. And you know, I'm in our small little dorm room, and I'm making all my pre-workout concoctions, my amino acid concoctions. I'm trying to get dressed. You know, I'm making all kinds of noise, and he's over there trying to sleep. Um, you know, I'd get up, go to the gym, get there at five o'clock, work out from five to seven thirty get back to the dorm room shower go to class um go to my classes all day uh get to practice early get my early defense in stay for practice do whatever we had on the schedule and then i'd hit and then i'd leave again and go back to class and get home from class and do it all over again the next day so that was my uh, spring routine that i was in Uh, so not only was i get my work in on the side man but I was doing everything with the team, practicing and traveling. And like I said, that was a blessing in disguise because it uh, gave my body an extra year of maturity. Um, And then also now that I'm traveling with the team, I'm watching so much baseball, but because I'm not playing, I'm focusing on the game. So I'm learning, you know, I'm learning pitch sequences of how pitchers are attacking hitters. I'm watching pitchers you know, how they're holding guys on, if they're going with counts, uh slide step, picking up their leg up high, how defenses are, are positioning themselves in certain situations. I'm talking with hitters and pitchers in the dugout. So for me, really, this was such a key time in my development, in my career, because I developed the mental side of the game and I learned so much about baseball. And so then finally, you know, once I came back and started playing, I felt like I had already had a college season under my belt, but I still had the eligibility because I didn't play. Um, so, like I said, you know, it, it turned out being a blessing in disguise because I come back the next year and I, I'm a year more, a year more mature, and I, I essentially felt like I'd already played a college season. Uh, so, come back to TJC for my second year, and unfortunately, it just didn't work out. Um, you know, I was playing second base. Like I said, the guy in front of me was um, an all-star his freshman year. And he was also a gold glove. Um, So it just didn't work out where I was really going to have any opportunity to play. So, you know, Coach Ren said, well, hey, you know, I'll find a place for you to go and uh, make sure you get your innings in. So I ended up transferring to Northlake Junior College, which is in Dallas. It's in the Dallas Metro Complex. complex, Conference. Told you guys there's going to be growing pains here. Conference. Conference. you know, so I went and worked out for Coach Mercer at, at Northlake Junior College, and this was really the first time in my career now where I start taking shape as having some versatility and able to play everywhere because, you know, Coach Mercer said he's looking for a guy um, that, that can hit and come in and fill a need, fill a role right away, but he needs them to play outfield. Um, so I said, hey, if you're going to give me the opportunity to play, that's all I'm asking for. Um, so, you know, I went home. And I bought myself a $50 outfield glove, which I still have to today, man. It's one of the best gloves I've had for as cheap as it was. Um, you know, and we start the season, and I start off by playing outfield. I play right. I play, play a little bit of left. Um, so I'm doing both of those. And then now, you know, like I said, this is when me being versatile starts taking shape because as the season goes on, um, you know, guys go through hot streaks, cold streaks, just kind of the flow of the season. And uh, so I started switching around a little bit played a little bit of second, played some third, and then I even played a game or two at, at first and shortstop and also got some time in dh And So I really have played everywhere in the lineup now um, during that season. Uh, and we ended up having a good year, man. We went up losing in the the regional semifinals. Um, and actually my boys at Tyler Junior College, they went on to, to win the regional. They went on to go to the World Series, and they ended up winning the World Series, which was hosted at Mike Carter Field that year. Um, so it was pretty cool because all the guys I just spent the last two years with and built really close relationships with, they won the World Series that year. Um, so even though you know I wasn't a part of that, I was still really happy for those guys that they they had they were able to experience that because um, I know I do know the work that we put in our freshman year and our sophomore year, you know, throughout the fall and throughout our weight 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 lifting sessions um so i was happy for them but towards the end of of the year before the regionals started you know my dad had come up for a weekend series and me and him were just chatting in the parking lot you know after the game and our coaches were walking out to for them to leave and you know they come up start talking to us so as far as talking and they're you know talking to me about well what do i want to do that next year I was like, you know, man, like I really haven't thought about it. I'm kind of just focusing on the now. I haven't really thought about the future, what I wanted to do. I was like, but I do know I want to play Division One baseball. That that was my goal. Um, so I said, okay, well, I mean, if you're from Houston, you know, Prairie View's not far from where you live, right? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, well, what about Prairie View A&M? Have you, have you thought about that? And I was like, no, not really. You know, I haven't really considered it or really thought about it. Like I said, I'm just kind of focusing on now, um, focusing on our season. And – um and he said, well, hey, we're going to put in a call to their coach because we know their coach pretty well. Um, so we'll see what you can do. Um, so then that following week, that Tuesday, the coach at Prairie View A&M calls me. And he says, hey, like, we'd like to have you come down and work out for us. We're interested. And I said, okay. So that weekend, um, you know, I played our weekend games at Northlake. And I went home And that I think of Saturday night. I went home and I went to the game on Sunday. Uh, worked out with Prairie View during BP I worked out for the coach took BP took ground balls and then I stayed and watched the game they were playing Southern University and then you know after the game talked to the coach and he said hey we're gonna offer you a spot Um, so just get back to me in a a few days and let me know if you you know this is what you want to do and for me it was a pretty easy decision because I was gonna be close to home so my parents could come see me play my grandparents could see me play Um, you know I was also playing Division 1 baseball so I was gonna to get to play Texas, Texas A&M, Oklahoma State, Baylor, all these awesome schools in non-conference games, and then play have the have the D1 exposure uh, throughout the year during conference. So for me, it was an easy easy decision. So I called the coach in a few days, the next few days, and I said, "Hey man, like I'm in." So I said, "Okay, well you know we can't wait to have you have you get here, whatever." Um, so now you know let's fa- fast forward to. My career at Prairie View, you know, I come on campus, and this is my sophomore, sophomore year because of my red shirt, right? And uh, the season starts, and I've been working out at second base. I start working out at third base, and one of the first few weeks of the season, uh, our first baseman gets hurt. He goes down, so coach calls me one day, and this is like where I said, you know, my versatility comes in. So I'm encouraging you guys to play as many positions as possible. he calls me and says hey can you come out to practice a little bit early today uh, i want to see you at first base okay one of the guys gives me a first baseman glove go out there take some ground balls at first base and he tells me he says hey uh, you know we need a need someone to step in and fill this role so i i feel confident that you can do it uh so you're starting at first base this weekend well that weekend was opening uh opening weekend of our conference play we were playing at southern university um, and you know, I, I played first, I did pretty well, and I ended up sticking there for the rest of the season. And uh, I was our starting first baseman. Um, we played, we went to the conference tournament that year and we ended up making it to the semifinals. We ended up losing to Alabama State, unfortunately. Uh, but this was you know, one of the coolest years of my life as far as uh, you know, the college, college experience goes because at the very beginning of the year, we played Texas A&M and this was, this is the year that they went on the 27 and0 win streak and uh, we were actually win number 19. so we played them on a Wednesday night at Bluebell Park. It was actually St. Patrick's Day and uh, this was you know like I said game number 19 on this 27 game win streak. Uh, but, you know, they're, they're playing us uh, a non-conference game on a Wednesday night, and the stadium is sold out from the left field foul line to the right field foul line. Um, it was just an awesome experience playing in that atmosphere. Like, I know you guys seen the viral video of the ball eight, ball nine chance. Um, you know, that happened to us. We got up to ball eight, and, you know, it was just, it was just so cool. Um, at one point, you know, the bases were loaded. It was a close game, too, and uh, they hit a ball in the gap. And just the crowd erupted, and it's just it was it was really cool, just playing in an atmosphere like that. But then you know, that year I also got to play at Texas, um, which was so cool, just being on the same field as Augie Garrido, getting to beat him. Um, so you know, the the perks that I, I was looking at for Division One baseball, you know, I got to have them playing in those those two those two atmospheres. Um, but then by next year, going back into Prairie View, we actually had a coaching t- change. We had a new coach come in. Um, and this is the year that you know I really thought everything was going to be put together. you know I had high expectations for myself. Um, and so we, we start our fall, our fall season. we're having our inner squads and this new head coach that we had, he actually made one small tweak with my swing. And, guys, I'm not even exaggerating when I say this. Um, this is very truthful. Uh, but we kept stats during our, our fall inter squads. We played, I think, like 25 games. Um, but throughout that fall intersquad, squad, I ended up hitting 500. Uh, you know, he made this one small tweak, and I was just dialed in. And I was hot. Um, I really earned some re- respect for myself at the plate. Um, and showed what kind of hitter I, you know I truly was, and I earned enough respect that going into the season I was look being looked at as our three or our four hole hitter. Um, you know, going back to I said that I had high expectations for myself. Myself, we had one of our pitchers that he was getting a lot of looks from pro scouts. Um, so all of our inner squads, you know, we had tons of scouts at our at our inner squads looking at him, and come once the season started I was actually fortunate enough to be placed on the preseason draft report for our conference so there was you know possibility that they were talking about me being drafted so like I said this was really my um, I had high expectations I really thought everything for me was going to come full circle this year Um, so we start the season and we're down in New Orleans at the Urban Invitational um, and I started just as hot as I finished the fall I had I had a home run had four RBIs and a run scored I think that's right I know I know I had a home run and one run scored maybe might have been three RBIs I don't know you get the point I started off really hot um that next Tuesday night we ended up playing at A&M and uh, I went two for four against them I had a double off the center field wall I wish I still had that video because I would post it on Instagram for you guys to see. But uh, you know, I went, I went, had a double off the center field wall. I thought it was gone off the bat. Um, you know, I got all of that one. And then you know, from the first four games, I was fortunate enough that I, I was honored with Conference Player of the Week um, for the first week of the season. And then the second time in my career, I suffered a little bit of adversity, and uh, we went down to University of Texas at Rio Grande Valley. And it's a Friday night game. I was playing right field. It's the second inning. The wind's howling in. And they hit a pop fly to me. I'm kind of taking a few steps in. Second baseman's full speed running out. And me and him collide, man. And and his cleat gets stuck in mine. We go knee to knee and completely just levels me. And I go down. Um, You know, the trainer, our coaches, they come running out. You know, they're obviously freaking out because they're worried that either I broke my kneecap or I broke my one of the bones of my leg. Uh, what's the, I don't know that that big bone in your thigh. Having a can't think of what it is, but uh, you know they thought I broke one of those. Um, I was in a lot of pain. I was wearing my pants up, so they cut you know my pants leg off um, above my knee just to get them off, so they could see what what the swelling was. You know what was going on. Um, and my knee swelled up like it had a softball in it. My knee was huge immediately. Um, so actually, you know they took some time to let me kind of calm down and relax um i kind of caught my breath you know i told my coach i said hey man i'm good i can play you know this is the kind of person i I was or i am um i was just looking for any chance to be able to stay on the field you know so what i got knocked down i wanted to keep playing and uh so i was was sitting there begging him like hey man like i'm good to play just give me a sec let me walk it off and he's laughing he's like yeah sure whatever like I, i don't think you're good enough to play and i was like no coach like i'm i promise i'm fine just give me a sec it's like, so finally I talked him into it. He said, okay, let me see you walk around then. So like, get me up on my feet <laughs> and I go to take a step with, with this happened to my right leg, so I go to take a step with my right foot and I just, my, my legs crumbled beneath me and it was like a noodle and I just fell back to the ground. And he said, see, I told you so. Um, and at this point I think is when it kind of hit me that, you know, not only was my season over but the chances of me getting drafted was over um and so this was kind of where the the motion kind of set in you know i was crying coming off the field i got to the dugout and you know i was slamming stuff around probably not the smartest thing to do but i just i wanted to keep playing um i felt like i was letting my team down um and also i just i felt like i was letting myself down uh so i was pretty upset um this was one of the toughest things i had to go through um you know we get back to houston uh, after the weekend go see the doctor get the diagnosis on my knee. I'm gonna miss the whole season officially. So I'm taking another red shirt um, so now You know, this is one of the tough things you have to go through is going through that rehab process because you spend a lot of time By yourself, you know, you're not with the team. You're not practicing um, You're not traveling with them to games um, You're pretty much spent just just with your doctor of uh, uh, rehabbing getting healthy again um, so this is one of, the, one of the tough things I had to go through Was spending a lot of time by myself Doing some evaluation And just trying to find a way to get healthy uh, So you know This was like I said The second time that baseball got taken away from me And I wanted to make sure I came back Better than I was before So you know I took the 5-6 months it took to get healthy again And I came back That summer And I played for the uh, Woodland Strikers in the Texas Collegiate League this was, for me, just kind of like a rehab, just getting my feet back under me. I played for about a month. And then you know I shut it down and just got ready for that next year at Prairie View. Um, so I went back to Prairie View for my junior year once again because I've taken a double red shirt now. And uh, I had a good junior season. I, played, I went back to first base again. Um, I had a good junior season and we ended up making the conference tournament again. We lost once again in the semifinals to Alabama State, um, and now at this time, you know, I'm graduating. Uh, I graduated right before the, the conference tournament, so conference tournament ends, and I, I'm I've graduated, and so I have a decision I have to make. You know, do I want to go back and play my senior season at Prairie View, or do I want to pursue other opportunities? So basically. I had enough time to get home from Louisiana, where our conference tournament was. Uh, my parents and my grandparents took me to Lus- uh, took me to Las Vegas for a graduation present, and I got back home. And within that week span, basically, um, the team out in Monterey, California, called me and said, "Hey, like we're looking for a guy. Would you be interested in come playing?" And I said, "Yeah, of course." Um, so I kind of made that decision that you know. I didn't want to go back for my junior year or senior year, I guess, is actually what it would have been. My senior year and be a 23 year old college senior still playing college baseball and also having to pick up another major or do my, my master's program. Um, you know, I, I just, that wasn't what I was wanting to do. And so I made the decision that, you know, okay, it's time to move on. And I have the opportunity to play professional baseball. That's what I wanted to do my whole life. So I'm gonna take that opportunity and run. So I told the coach, I said, hey, yeah, I'm, I'm down. I'll take, I'll take this opportunity. He said, you know, okay, when, when can you be here? And I said, well, I'll leave immediately. Uh, so I left that Sunday and I got to, out to California on Tuesday. They were playing in Adelanto, California and uh got pulled up to the stadium just in time for bp bp was at like 4:30. got there at like 4 15 so i went in the locker room got dressed um went straight down to the field met the guys um got ready for the game and that night i started at third base and i really got thrown into the fire really fast um you know my first at bat <laughs> i ended up striking out but to make it worse i broke my bat um you know since i left so quickly i didn't really have time to gather any bats or anything so i just grabbed what i had in my garage and it was like three bats and so you know i had my first at bat i'm like one two i foul a ball off and my bat breaks i'm like damn man i just got out here and i'm already breaking bats um but you know so like i said i end up striking out for my first career at bat um and then i go out to the field and i'm playing third base and you know the ball will always find you um you know the old baseball saying the ball will find you Uh, playing third base very first ball of the game is a pop fly that's hit to me Uh, it's in foul territory kind of behind their their dugout their stands and it's a high sky and um, you know (laughs) I botched the fly ball I miss it completely and uh, you know I was just thinking to myself like surely these guys out here they're thinking man who is this guy you know Um, you know but I think Having those two things happen right away, kind of got the nerves, um, got those nerves away. Um, and I settled in and ended up, ended up just playing baseball from there on out. And that night I ended up actually having my first career hit and my first career RBI. Um, I had the game-winning hit in the ninth inning um, and, and drove in the winning run for us. Uh, so it was my first career hit, first career RBI. And then from there, you know, just played baseball for the rest of, this, rest of the summer, rest of the season. I had a lot of fun um then that season ended and like i said last year i signed with the california city whiptails um i went there and then i had the opportunity to go to canada for two months in the can-am league and then now you know i'm here getting ready for my third professional season in florida um and that's kind of where we're at so that's that's my story um, to kind of give you guys you know full circle of a little bit about me a little about what's going on and uh, you know now just I'm excited to start this podcast man so I appreciate appreciate you guys for tuning in um, like I said I'm really wanting this to be an informative podcast to really give you some direction about your career and um, also give you some motivation and just let you see that it's okay to fail in this game and that you know, failing is essentially going to give you more success you need to fail as much as possible to have success um you know and it's okay and that the guys that i bring on this podcast you're going to see that they've all the failures they've gone through in their career um but it's also it's about the journey and it's not about the, the end destination it's about the journey that you go on playing this game and enjoying all the things you're going to experience it and the ups and downs and the guys you're going to be with, the camaraderie in the locker room, camaraderie on the field. Um, but you know, at the same time, I want to make this podcast fun. You know, there's going to be times I'm going to talk about MLB news um, and stuff that's going on. Um, just kick back and talk. Like I said, I like to talk, so I'm going to connect and talk with you guys. Um, I ask that you know, if you ever have anything that you want me to talk about specifically you need information on, you know, send me a message on Instagram or, or like I said, leave me a review, comment it below and, uh, mention it there so that I can make sure I cover everything that, that you guys want me to cover. Um, but other than that, guys, I think that the, the final thing that I just got to add to it is once again, I just ask that you can, um, rate and review the show, um, as much as possible and that you can share it to your friends. Um. Doing that is going to be the way that this show is going to be able to grow and be able to connect with as many people as possible, so we can help as many people as possible, um, and we could just make this game great again, right? Make baseball great again. Uh, but if you're able to do that, rate and v- review, give me you know some feedback how I'm doing. Like I said, there's going to be some growing pains here, um, but you know I'm excited to get going. So I appreciate you guys for listening. I thank you for getting down and dirty with me on the Down in the Dirt podcast. Um, And I want to sign off by saying it's not about where you start. It's about where you end. Um, So thank you guys for tuning in. Until next time.